Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's Fox Top 5, the podcast where the hosts always agree to disagree. This week on Fox Top 5, host of Sincerely Cat on Fox Nation and co-host of the Tyrus and Tim podcast, Cat Tim. It was so hard to not be like, okay, civilization, um, feeling mentally stable. And stand-up comedian Joe Mackey. One of the great things about working at night and, and weekends is that your weekdays, the world is your oyster. Come together to share their top five things we're nostalgic for. Here are this week's hosts, Kat and Joe. Welcome to Fox Top 5. I'm Kat Timph, host of Sincerely Cat on Fox Nation and co-host of the Tyrus and Timph podcast. And today I'm joined by my friend, comedian and frequent guest on the Greg Gutfeld Show, Joe Mackey. Joe, how you doing? I'm hanging in there, Kat. How are you? Hanging in there. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, that's all they can really ask of us these days. But you know, anyway, the, every week on this podcast, Fox hosts, reporters, and personalities get together to share their top five of any given topic. So the world's changed a lot in the past few months, and everyone's been learning to adapt to what's going on in the world around us. But sometimes it's nice to look back at times when things felt a little less complicated. So Joe and I are going to give you our top five things we're nostalgic for. Now, this is tough. Like, for me, I, I wanted to, like, avoid the temptation to go super dark with it. Like, I miss having a mom that's above ground or, you know, or too dark in the other way with, like, the coronavirus because it's like I miss everything, right? See, how was compiling the list for you? Uh, I, I had to narrow it down from, like, 30 things. So exactly. uh, some of it was pretty dark, but it was, like, eh, it was hard to pick which things I missed. I didn't want to I don't want to miss the things I missed that were also really important. So I tried to shoehorn more than one thing into some of the things I missed. Yeah, I know. It was so hard to not be like, okay, civilization, um, feeling mentally stable. (laughs) Number five. All right. Well, what was your number five on your list, Joe? Cap, my number five was uh, I miss having good excuses. Yes. Because it's a good one. yeah, I mean, people, uh, my friends are like, let's get on Zoom. And uh, uh, I used to be able to say, oh, I got to go to the comedy club. I got to right. go get on a plane. Uh, and now I have to say, I don't really see why we have to talk like this when we can text. All, you know, or, or yeah. Why do we have to see each other? We can call. Uh, it, it, I don't even have good excuses for myself anymore right. when I'm sitting in my apartment and we're locked down with a curfew, and I'm like, well, I don't have time to clean my room. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't even work. I know, and you also like, I, you can't also use I'm sick to get out of anything. Mm-hmm. Because if you say you're sick, then it's like, oh no, you know, then you really can't leave. Um, we got but, a 15 minute conversation about how I know it's not coronavirus. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, for me, my number five, and I try to again get like specific, one of mine is concerts. I miss going to concerts. And it sounds dumb, but like I love to go to concerts, dance around, have a good time. 
Um, I love them so much. Actually, I did something quite pathetic last week. Last weekend, I attempted to throw a concert in my apartment. So I watched the music video or the uh, concert videos from YouTube on the TV, and I had over two people. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> that's that's still. I mean, I know what you mean though, because seeing even a band that I'm on the periphery of their fan base, even seeing them live, it just makes songs that you're kind of neutral about seem so much better. Yeah, I I, I agree completely. Number four. So what's your number four? My number four is I miss people and children being at work and school. <laughs> uh, I'm, and, and like this is this is one that's selfish for me because you know, I'm a comedian. I work at night, yeah. and one of the great things about working at night and and weekends is that your weekdays the world is your oyster. You can yeah. go like I you know I can go to the skateboard park after Labor Day and there's no children there because they're all at school. Yeah. I, I can learn without being made fun of. And I can go to the store at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday when it's not crowded. And it's one of those things that's almost paradoxical about the lockdowns where it's like you are forcing stores to have shorter hours so you're compressing the amount of time you can go to those stores and you're, you compress the, the stores you can go to. So now all the places I could go that were empty are now crowded. Yeah, now they're all crowded and there's little kids running around everywhere. Oh man. Well, my number four is I miss getting upset about something I would see like while I was out mm -hmm. and then going home as if it was a refuge, right? Like you go to the bar, Bon Jovi comes on, you hate it, you're upset. You, but you're like, great, I get to go home and stay and, and be your home being a refuge. Right. Rather than uh, where you're trapped under restrictions that are far more strict than Epstein after his prison, his prison term. He got to do more stuff than I get to do right now. Yeah. I, right. It's like, I used to love the ride home from a night out where I would, and I perfected it. I would order delivery food in the car so it'd be there when I got home. I miss hating being out and going home. I, I agree with you because it almost feels like you've got to fill out a form of qualifications every time you want to complain about something now. Yes. Oh, I, I hate this lockdown, but at least I don't have coronavirus or. Yeah. Boy, work sucks. I can't go into the office and get stuff done, but at least I have a job. Everything is qualified because someone does have it much worse. Yes, yes, absolutely. What I agree with that. Yeah, I just miss complaining in general about like, well, you're breathing. I'm like, I know. Yeah, that's I'm not clearly enjoying it very much. Thank you. <laughs> Those Bon Jovi complaints were a luxury, and I, I miss them too. I know. The countdown continues after this. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Number three. All right. Well, what's your number three? Uh, I missed, I know this is, a, this is a darker one. I missed democracy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when this started and they're like, oh, they're going to ban... They're going to ban you being able to go into the city or they're going to tell you you can't open 
your church or your business. And I'm like, they can't really do that by fiat. You you can't just you can't just conjure laws and penalties uh, yeah. because you're in the executive branch of a city, state, or, or or federal government. And it just seemed like all that went out the window. And uh, it, it's frustrating because often it seems arbitrary or political when it. it, it well, we, it absolutely we, is. It's yeah. super arbitrary. And uh, that's another thing. It's like, where if you com you're complaining about, you somehow don't care about coronavirus. It's like I don't know if that's really the argument I'm making. I'm making the argument that that uh, well, I could ride in the subway and that's full, but yeah, I can't go to a movie theater for you know the science fiction crap I like. It's probably going to be empty anyway. True, <laughs> true. I would never be there, Joe. <laughs> uh, I'd say my number three would be probably um, hair and makeup at work. Uh, I have, you know, to do my own makeup and my, Cam does my hair. Mm -hmm. uh, and the makeup, I'm not a makeup artiste. I struggle with it. So it's like, Every time I have anything on camera, there's like another hour of my day that I'll never get back. When in the past, I'd have my laptop out while I was getting the hair and makeup done. I could get some other things done. Now, it's like, this is why, you know, like, especially for women, there's so much that goes into it. And like, we're having to spend all this time doing our makeup. And, you know, while all the guys are out figuring out how to be president. It's, it's, I completely, it's, it's a lot of time. And again, I miss my makeup artist. Sounds awful. I get that. But I'm nostalgic for a time when I don't need to carve out an hour to an hour and a half in case there's an eyelash disaster where I get the glue all over my face every time I go to work. Right. And I mean, I, I did one taping of Gutfeld via, via the internet. And another thing that was kind of lost on that, I struggled mightily with some, some tech problems, but it's the the pageantry of having a live studio with a live studio audience yes. and when we're doing the zoom or the internet shows it looks the same as what any podcaster can do it seems a lot less special and i think that even if the viewership is good there's still something missing from it where you, you look at the tonight show where it just looks like any it looks like something anybody could do yeah i agree like there's a i totally miss having that audience and it's even worse, not just like, it's bad enough and weird enough without an audience, but then also add to the fact that we're all separate and remote. So like, you'll make a joke and then it'll be quiet. And then people will laugh like 10 seconds later because of the delay. And yeah. you're like, but those 10 seconds, you want to die a little bit <laughs> inside. You're like, oh no, it's so tough. It's a hard way to, it's a hard way to do a comedy. And when you've made that joke, you're not sure that the conversation hasn't already moved on. Yeah, just... exactly. <laughs> Number two. Uh, my next one is also a little, they get darker. Yes, this oh, cool, cool. Uh, I, I wrote feeling safe. Um, <laughs> Me too. Oh, you did? Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, I, that was my number two also. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Or terrible. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not to, it, like I was, I touched on earlier, the paradoxical effect of the lockdowns where it's, I used to go to the comedy club and then come home at one in the morning and then I would go to the supermarket because it was 24 hours. And now for some reason we still have a curfew where I live uh, and it's, you have limited hours for the supermarket. So when we, I used to go, it was empty. And now right. 
now I go and there's always people. And, and not only that, it's like I've done the outdoor dining in Manhattan and uh, there's less police and it seems like there's less people on the streets, but the percentage of people on the streets that are people you don't want to run into or have a conversation with, not only are on the streets, but you're on the streets stuck there with them where I've had people aggressively panhandle and then come back and then yeah. come back in. And it just, it just, uh, it adds a layer of stress to being where you're trying to support these businesses. You're trying to do stuff and you're like, well, I don't, I'm not going to feel safe going home. I'm not going to feel safe when I'm out and I'm not going to feel safe when I go to the grocery store. It's uh I know. And I just love when people who aren't here try to be like, that's a myth. It's not that bad. It's like, no, it's every day out on the street. Like just today, I was going to, I went to the pharmacy to get a prescription and some crazy person, a guy, but like in a tube top belly shirt situation, like Russian came in front of me in line and was just having this like meltdown and, um, whatever. It was annoying. He's like taking the tube top off and like showing things the pharmacist. It's annoying, but whatever. He kind of like runs away and starts screaming all over the place. But then the pharmacist was really nice. She came up, she was like rubbing all over the counter. And so she like cleaned it up and then she asked me to come up. And then when he saw me standing there, he like chart, like ran towards me, got on very comfortably on, uh, like close to me and started screaming in my face. And it's like, no, like I, I can handle weird. I don't, you know, I'm a libertarian and it's like, even if you, you know, nodding out on the street on heroin, that's a bad choice, but it's your choice. But it's so far beyond that. It's not just unsavory. It's like, I should be able to go to the pharmacy at noon and not be afraid during mm -hmm. that time. It's a weird argument to make that, well, the, the, the shootings are up 200%, but they're still lower than they were when they were the worst. And it's like, that's not how I judge. <laughs> I don't judge crime that it's not as bad as the worst it ever was. I judge that yeah. it's the worst it was before this happened. So I, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It seems like things have gone up exponentially and really quickly. And I, I hope they can reverse themselves. I hope what people are saying about New York isn't going to come back from. I hope that's not true. I, I hope they're right. I know. Number. 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 Number one. Five. Number one. What's your number one? Um, my number one was I miss travel because uh, mm. it affects you know my job, which which is you know people do work for money, but people also do work for their esteem, for their purpose in life, and uh, now that's that's very difficult, if not impossible. I've had a little bit of work, but not much, and it's also you can't see your you can't see your parents. Uh, you yeah. can't. You can't see your friends. Uh, a lot of them are, you know, I'm sure you have people in your life that are afraid to go outside still. Yeah. Uh, so that, uh, that, that, uh, I miss a lot. Yeah, mine's actually really related. Mine is like, I miss the idea that making some sort of plan for any time in the future it is a actually plausible thing to do. Like travel, for sure, one of those things. Or like, I got engaged and people are like, When's the wedding? I'm like, what are you talking about? When's the wedding? Like, are weddings ever going to be legal again? I don't know. Uh, like, like, you can't even think about that because it's not just that things suck right now, because obviously they do, 
But it's also right. like, we don't, especially in New York, we have no indication of when they're gonna stop sucking and how we can plan for that when they do stop sucking. And even if they do, we have no idea if they're gonna go back again the other way. So it's the uncertainty and like, for me emotionally, if I'm feeling really down, it can always help to like plan something in the future. Like, but I have something to look forward to. So I miss the planning and the associated having something to look forward to that is not the same exact walls that I've been sitting in since March 13th. Right, I mean, after they said two weeks to, to flatten the curve, I was like, oh, it's gonna be two weeks. I yep. do two weeks standing on my head. I mean, the quarantine's not that different from my regular life in a lot of ways. But uh, after that, where it just became, where they kept moving the goalposts and who knows, uh, hardly anyone has it in New York. Nothing's open. I don't, I don't know what the rules are. I don't think that they know what the rules are. And you're right; it makes planning anything impossible. Even going to a restaurant or or hiring back your restaurant staff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's, uh, it's like, even if you're in prison, you know, as, as long as you didn't like murder somebody, you know, just like some armed robbery or drug dealing or whatever, it sucks. You're in there, but you have an idea of when you maybe be getting out. Yeah, uh, none and, of that. Yep, uh, it, it's pretty brutal. Uh, I guess I guess we pretty much covered it all, right? Yeah, we did. We're like we miss oh. <laughs> emotional stability. <laughs> we miss places. <laughs> well, uh, 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 yeah, and I'm uh, I'm still hoping for the best, and I hope everyone listening is uh, hanging in there and they're safe, and uh, hopefully we can get back to normal uh, in time for elections. <laughs> That'll be great. Thank you to everyone for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at your foxnewspodcast.com. Let us know your top five. Uh, you've been listening to Fox Top 5 on the Fox News Podcast Network. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.